With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good morning, everybody. What's up? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, College Football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller. Joined, as always, on Friday morning, I got Mello here. We are back in the office, finally. It feels like it's been forever. I went on vacation. You didn't shave and played Red Dead Redemption for two weeks. It was yes, great. It's, it's weird because our shows did still come out, but we pre-recorded so much that we actually haven't recorded in a very long time. About like. two weeks since you and I have recorded, so it's great to be back. Uh, did a little renovating in the office. I put an Earl Campbell photo up right by you. I don't know if you right behind that. me. Right behind you. Yeah, I'll put so, that on the Instagram account. Yeah, you and Earl Campbell looking very good over there. We have a great show for everybody tonight. A ton of NFL draft news actually happened over the break. So we're going to get into that. We'll talk about some of these coaching vacancies that have sprung up as well. Some interviews, top five football resolutions for the new year as well. Yeah, I'm excited about that one, too. It's a lot of stuff that we want to see changed in the new year. This is the time to do it. I mean, I know that I have my resolutions all lined out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that, too. Uh, also, we're going to break down preview and pick the college football playoff game. So that's going to be a ton of fun before we get to y'all's draft on draft questions. So really a loaded show for you uh, this morning, hopefully to get you in the mood, the spirit, the feeling. You keep saying morning and it's throwing me off. Yeah, because we record Thursday night and they hear it Friday morning. Right. I so. get it. It's so. just... My brain's not working. So we, I haven't had to use it because on Red Dead, it tells you what to do. Yeah, you just follow the <laughs> path and shoot people. It's a lot right. of fun. All right, let's jump into the... Ooh, before we jump into the news... See, I'm rusty as well. Here's where I need to remind everyone that the Senior Bowl is going to be here very soon. It's actually a month away. The Senior Bowl will be here. So uh, get your liver ready, get your kidney ready, and uh, get on the diet if you need to because Mobile is going to be here quickly. The 21st and 23rd, that's Monday and Wednesday night of uh, Senior Bowl week, we will be at Draft Picks Tap Room. It's right on uh, Dolphin Street, right downtown. We'll be broadcasting live every night at 7.30. So come out have some drinks listen to us do the show get your voice on here as well you come ask your draft on draft questions it's, it's a, it's a good time. cool bar too we've mentioned a ton of times last year there was a dog and if there can be dogs in a bar then sign me some up ba- who a baseball player owns it oh i think you're right a baseball player from God, mobile and i don't know is it um it's not adam laroche he's from here no i know i can see his goofy face but i can't think of his name <laughs> we love his part thanks donaldson Josh Adam Donaldson. Donaldson. Josh Donaldson. I really? Think, yeah, he's a that mobile makes guy. Sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's his bar or not. Adam Heisler, you're listening to this. Please let us know <laughs> whose bar this is because it's driving us crazy now. Uh, it's probably his bar. I think that guy runs maybe. Mobile. He's, Him and Nagy together are <laughs> right. just taking over. Co-mayors of Mobile. I'd like to get on that panel. All right, let's get into the news now. Justin Herbert officially doing what we've basically said since July He's going back to Oregon for his senior season. Uh, he's a guy, he has a 3.9 GPA. With a, He's going to get his degree in biology. And one thing that I think is really cool, because you and I can speak on this, his brother is committed to play at Oregon next year. He'll be a freshman tight end. They want a year to play together. That's something we've always said, like it would have been so cool to have one year playing together. We didn't get the chance to. Good well, for him. And they're the same age difference, too, because Herbert did redshirt a year so the, he'll actually be a fifth-year guy. They've never played together. It's not like they were teammates in high school because that didn't happen. One was in eighth grade and when the other was a senior. So it is cool, and it is, it's what we've heard all along, that he was going to go back to Oregon. This might pay off for him. I mean, I'm still not sold on Tua as a prospect. Fromm is going to be good. I think he's, he's going to hurt his stock, not because he's going to be a worse player, but he's not going to be drafted as high next year as he would have this year. Yeah, I do think that's a, uh, an important part of this, is he might be a better player next year and drafted a little bit later because there's more competition. We've said that all along. Next year's class is much different than this year's where uh, we're waiting to hear what Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones will do. But Herbert would have, I think, not been the consensus top quarterback, but would have been in the running to be the first quarterback drafted. Uh, you have the Giants and the Jags, both likely going to be in the top 10 drafting a quarterback. So you're in a pretty good spot. Someone's probably going to trade up as well. Uh, next year, we'll see. I, I think the important thing is, 
The one thing, and I know Connor has spoke about this too on the midweek show, is that with Herbert, we've all heard things like, yeah, he's weird, right? He's kind of different. Ah, he's a weird, he's an odd guy. Some people have said he's immature. We've referenced before, like crying in the huddle because he was struggling uh, early in his career. So maybe he has some growing up to do. Uh, maybe he needs to mature a little bit. And this could be a, a great way for him to do that, to go back, get another year of seasoning, uh, play another year in this system because they have had a ton of turnover there in the coaching ranks. You have Mario Cristobal, one of my favorite coaches in the nation. And I, I said on Twitter when the, this decision came out, I'm not going to fault a guy for going back to school. Oh, no, I love It's it. your decision. Do it. Go for it. Peyton Manning did it. Still the number one pick in the draft. Andrew Luck did it. Still the number one pick in the draft. Matt so, Leinert still went number 11 overall. And he was thought to be in a very similar situation to Herbert. Yeah. I mean, I know he was a Heisman Trophy winner in the national championships. But he was the lock for number one pick that year. And he decided to go back. And he fell a little bit. But you know what? He was still the 11th pick in the draft. And I will say this about Matt Leiner. And it might not be this for Justin Herbert. He has made himself so much more money. It, football didn't work out for him, obviously. But going back to USC for that extra year increased his uh, visibility. He like, grew his, his own name recognition as right. a college And player. now look what he's doing. He's doing very well for himself. So I don't, I don't think that's hurt him. Let's talk about who has the most to gain after this. I mean, all the quarterbacks this year, we were talking about it before we pressed the record. This is looking very nice for Drew Locke. He is a guy who has a huge arm and is going to go impress a lot of scouts at the Senior Bowl. They're looking for a quarterback, too, now. I think Drew Locke has the most here to gain, and I think he... I'm going to get hot takey here. I think he gets into the first round. I don't know if that's where I would have him like graded out or if I were drafting, if I would take him in the first round, but I think the NFL will. So I have a mock draft coming on Monday morning, and it's not hot takey. I think he does get in the first round. It's okay, supply versus yeah. demand. And like I said to you uh, tonight before we recorded, he's going to look like a Greek fucking god in Mobile. Oh, he yeah. is a great athlete. Six he's four, big, huge arm. People are going to you know, say, oh my God, this is Carson Wentz. This is uh, Josh Allen again. And he's not that big, but... His arm is fantastic. He has a lot of arm talent, though. And a lot of arm talent. And it's going to be a, a similar conversation that we had about Josh Allen was how much of that can you fix? Well, it's just like every girl that I've ever dated, these scouts are going to see Drew Locke and they're going to say, I can fix him. <laughs> There's some potential You've said there. that about them or they've said that about they've you? They've said that about okay, me. Yeah. Like, I can make this work. A little rough around the edges, but yeah. once I get him in here... It'll be good. I'm going to get him a degree. <laughs> I'm going to start cooking so he's not eating out all the time. Right, yeah. They and failed boom, every time, and so will Drew Locke, but he'll at least be drafted in the first round. So I was always the opposite. I guess I am truly the scout in that situation because I'm always like, I could <laughs> Looking that. for those projects? I could definitely fix that, yeah. And uh, also hasn't really worked out for me. So I, I, I mean, over yeah. two on marriages. We won't count the other ones. I'm like the Browns trying to draft a quarterback. I'm going to get my Baker Mayfield well, eventually. You know, and you bring up Baker Mayfield, too, who went first overall last year. Uh, he did a lot for himself at the Senior Bowl. And other quarterbacks like Drew Locke, you look at Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes, if we looked at him that January, he probably would have been projected as about a third-round guy, maybe second-round guy. Worked his way up into the first round because he has a huge arm. Huge. You know huge. I huge arm. <laughs> but he, Drew Locke will have the same kind of game. My guy, Philip Rivers, did huge things Derek at the Carr. Super Bowl. Drew Locke is going to go show off that arm, and I think he's going to have the most impressive senior bowl. And we talk about Josh Allen. He helped his stock tremendously yeah. at the senior bowl, just showing the improvement in his mechanics that fix some of the accuracy issues. I'm not super excited about the seven quarterbacks have been announced. I'm not super excited about Ryan Finley or Jarrett Stidham or Clayton Thorson. Trace McSorley is going to be fun. It's a better group this year than it was last year, though, and we had Baker Mayfield and Josh. It's a deeper group. Deeper, yeah. Like last year, you had to watch two guys, and that was it. This year, I think there are some guys who are really trying to separate themselves. I think all of them have had that first round uh, projection tied to their name at some point or another. Yeah, they really have. So another guy who has some people say first round, some people say don't play football, Kyler Murray. And he's hedging. Uh, media day was this week, and he kind of said, I'm just worried about Alabama, but the we'll only see. Kyler Murray news that I even want to talk about anymore is what Quinn and Williams did today. Did you watch the clip? I did watch the clip today. But Bleach for those who didn't. In the app. Yeah, he starts to talk about him, and he almost says, like, oh, Kyler Murray's not that special and then he stops himself. And he doesn't even say, like, excuse me or anything. They're just waiting for him to elaborate <laughs> on his comment. And he's like, 
<laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> I love I loved watching his little interview. It cracked me up. I could watch the thing a hundred times. I like Quentin Williams, obviously. So it will be. Uh, I think we haven't seen Kyler Murray play a great defense yet. I'm just I'm over it. Like, come. I know he probably doesn't want to be a distraction to his but team he right is. now. But I think if he just this, squashed it, he wouldn't be a distraction. Right. Just say, you know what? I am going to test the NFL draft. I'm yep. going to see what happens. Ed Oliver did it. He's not being a distraction. Well, obviously not. His team's not playing anymore. (laughs) But you know what I mean. He's just get out in front of it. Say either I'm going to test the NFL because you only have this year left. You agreed to play for one more year. You're either going to go pro. I don't think he's going back to Oklahoma. I don't see why you would. It's NFL or it's MLB. So get out in front of it. I'm tired of people asking him. When they lose Saturday night, hopefully he will make an announcement. He should. Should. I just guess I just gave up who I'm picking in that game, but I, I don't think that surprises yeah. anyone. Uh, shocker, the Texas fan is going to pick Alabama. So yeah, there, there's that. So uh, you talked about Quentin Williams, one of the other uh, best defensive linemen in college football, a guy who's still playing. His team is in the playoff. Dexter Lawrence is suspended. Yeah, this came out. He had a positive drug test. I don't. I never saw what it was for, and I don't know that they revealed that, but he is going to be suspended for I, at least one game. I don't think it's both of them. Uh I if they guess make, they probably them. wouldn't even come out and say, like, yeah. oh, he's suspended for two games because you don't want to put that out there like you think you've already won. But hopefully it is just a one-game suspension. These drug suspensions, I don't know. I don't want to make this like a rant or anything, but it's just it's kind of stupid at this point. Like If it's just marijuana, then no, just let it just yeah. let the guy play. Like it, I don't know if it's legal in South Carolina or not, but it's legal in like... 26 states or so and apparently it's like not yet for sure that he's not playing i think i I know he's not practicing but like i'm i'm reading an article right here from our buddy ross dellinger who's at sports illustrated now and it doesn't say that he's not gonna play Uh, actually notre dame center came out and said i'll believe it when he doesn't show up i'm cynical so (laughs) good for you man yeah Yeah, that's right too but (laughs) and i don't know that it's going to really affect the game that much he is a a huge player in the middle of that defense but i i think they're going to be okay on the defensive line they've got some other guys to take take that spot and fill in and i don't i definitely don't think it affects his draft status at all not one bit no i mean i don't i don't think at this point it's going to and he is who he is one fail is not even now if he fails at the combine as well that's different. You know, if you, yeah. if you get a couple fails in there, that's... Then it is almost that time of year where we start getting the stories of these I guys that say. have quote-unquote character concerns. Because if he is getting suspended, uh, I hate to break it to you, but in college, if you're being suspended for a failed drug test, it's probably not the first time you failed one. It's probably like the fourth. Or the ninth. <laughs> exactly. I will never forget last year when Holton Hill got kicked off the Texas team and it, it surprised me because, you know, he was an underclassman, a guy I had done a lot of work on, but I liked his film. And I, I texted contact down there and I was like, hey, like, what happened? Like, did he fail a test? And he was like, more like nine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Probably, yeah, probably like nine since Tom Herman had right. been there. So it's like, oh, okay. Well, uh, and that is just how it works. Yeah, it's hard to get suspended. Uh, it's just like the NFL, first time you get a warning or whatever. And then after that, you actually will get shut down. I think it's harder to be suspended in college than it is the NFL for drug tests. Oh, yeah, it's much less regulated. Depending on the team, like, I don't know, and I don't want to call out anybody, but has anybody from Alabama ever been suspended for a failed Well, they actually have some guys suspended right now. They had, like, three players get suspended. I don't know what the hell they did, but it had to be big. Yeah. uh, uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they got three guys suspended for the uh, Orange Bowl, so. Good for you, Nick Saban. Yeah. You had a clean program down there. It's not Quentin Williams. It's starting left guard Deontay Brown, tight end, backup tight end Kendrick James, and an offensive lineman, Elliot Baker. And they actually didn't even travel, so. If Irv Smith would have failed the drug test. <laughs> it's a little different. A little different. And I don't want to call anybody out like I'm hating on Alabama. I just use them because right now they are the top team. They're a dynasty of college football right now. And I'm not against it. I don't care. If you fail a drug test, take care of it internally, whatever. Say a guy pulled a hamstring. I don't care. <laughs> it's like it's the 1980s on this podcast. Like, yeah, you'll yeah, do some community service over the summer. It's fine. Uh, I, I put this next bit of news in the rundown because it obviously affects us as NFL draft analysts. But it's also because this guy is the least suspecting potential NFL head coach ever. 
Jim Caldwell interviewed for the Packers job. My favorite Jim Caldwell story is one year we all get to the Senior Bowl and it's like chaos. You're trying to get credentials, get checked in, while also getting the free Krispy Kreme donuts and all the Reese's and the sweet notebooks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a lot going on. And so we swagger on up to there. We're probably hungover as hell. Walk up there and, hey, you know, Bleach Report, Matt Miller, get credentials. And we're just standing there being our ignorant, rowdy selves. And this mild-mannered guy who's about five foot six <laughs> just quietly walks up and goes, um, excuse me, uh, Jim Caldwell? She rifles through the thing. Yeah, yeah we don't have one for that. Uh, who, who do you work for? What do you do? I'm the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll make you one. But he's just like this, like, it's like your grandpa asking for a credential to the Senior Bowl. So Jim Caldwell and Aaron Rodgers, not sure how well that would work. And just Jim Caldwell, I don't want to hate on people, but he's... You've said that so many times. I don't want to hate, but I hate you. (laughs) We've seen what he can do as a head coach. He had a pretty talented team in Detroit with Matt Stafford when he was still pretty good and could sling the ball around. I just... I don't see why we're still interviewing these guys. It, I guess it te- it shows there are no good candidates. That's what it is this, this year. Class. There really aren't great candidates. So we're going to see a lot of people get and Lincoln Riley recycled. said he's not interested in the NFL. For I mean, believe Allegedly. it or not, I don't know. But he said right now he's not. Maybe after the bowl game he will be. Right. Yeah. Maybe when he realizes Kyler Murray's gone and got to rebuild at the quarterback position, it'll be a different different note. Last bit of news before we have some fun. Tyree Jackson. Uh, has hit the transfer wire. So the way this works is it, it, there's actually a database. And when a player uh, is intends to transfer, they get put into this database, the transfer database. And Tyree Jackson is the quarterback at Buffalo. A lot of people Speaking have asked about huge, him. He's huge. Huge player. A lot of people talking about him because his wide receiver, Anthony Johnson, is a very good player. And I've had agents, I've had scouts ask, like, hey, could Tyree Jackson enter the draft? Where would you rank him? And I said, well, I actually haven't done a lot of work on him just because didn't expect him to declare but apparently he can he will graduate and could be a graduate transfer which makes him available to play immediately and this free agent class of quarterbacks college football is like pretty fucking good i love the fields you got tyree jackson Mm -hmm. like we're gonna see easton play at washington already has two guys they also got one of the tcu quarterbacks already so I love this transfer thing. They just free it up. Let these kids transfer whenever the hell they want to. Like, if you can't keep them happy, let them leave. No year off. Just let them go. Someone should jump on the Twitter handle Transfer Scout and just, that's what you do. You just evaluate <laughs> transfers. I mean, it's a lucrative business if you can get in on it. Yeah, it's going to be busy this year. I like Tyree Jackson. I haven't done a whole lot of work on him either, but I'll go ahead and give my hot takes of, like, where I think he's going to go. I don't think he's a guy that Ohio State's going to come beating down his door. He he wants to get into a Power 5 conference, I'm sure, but I don't think that the big schools are going to be coming after him like we see with Fields right now. No. Uh, One school I think that is very interesting for him would be Purdue. Oh, They need a new quarterback. I love what Brom can do as a head coach. I think that would be a good fit. He's a Michigan guy, Tyree Jackson, so I think he probably wants to get into the Big Ten. Michigan doesn't need a transfer no, quarterback. Michigan State doesn't either. Right, so he's probably going to try to get into that area. Purdue stuck out. I watched Wisconsin play today. They're still a quarterback away. If they could yeah. get this dude, and they've done it before with transfers, a little guy named Russell Westbrook. Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah, Russell Wilson played pretty well yeah. for Wisconsin. I think Tyree Jackson could do something similar there in that package. And a lot of other schools uh, – West Virginia needs a quarterback. Northwestern losing Clayton Thorson. He would yeah. fit like a pro style offense like that as well. So if, if he wanted to go far away, Washington State could use another quarterback that can sling it around. What's USC's situation like? I mean, they have that freshman oh, quarterback. That's right. Yeah, that's too bad because he, him and Cliff Kingsbury's offense would be amazing. Oh, God, yeah. Just slinging the ball all over the damn field. Our boy Coach Collins down at Georgia Tech needs a quarterback. Oh, he does. Because he does not have a quarterback that can throw. I'll guarantee that right now. I actually saw him uh, on the the little television the other day. (laughs) It's looking good. He said, I mean, he's lost so much weight. Like a lot of stuff. His thing at at Temple was always like football and Philly cheesesteaks or whatever. Now he's at Waffle House all the time. God, I love him so much. (laughs) He is our coach. It feels great to be back picking games, uh, and it's down to the wire, honestly. We have a weekend of great football coming up Saturday and Sunday. Call If you work weekends, call in sick. If you have children, send them to your parents' house or your ex-wife's house. <laughs> Get rid of Get, them. Just like 
I'm going in my basement and I'm padlocking the door. I, I don't want it to be seen. This I'm going to make part of bowl season where it actually gets good. Right. Like you don't have to watch the cheese it bowl where they throw nine interceptions <laughs> and score like 13 game, points. Early bowl games are so bad at lightning twice and they canceled one. Like, yeah. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. We're not doing this. Like, yeah. We already got our advertising we money. No, this is the time of year. Like you have my permission to start your new year's Eve celebrations Friday, December 28th. When at four fifteen bowl season, like gets, hyped that's when it starts and then just let it ride the 31st oh, no one works on the 31st let, keep it going the first be hung over and watch football all day that starts at 11 o'clock you can sleep in you'll wake up and watch mississippi state iowa that's gonna be a tough fucking game someone is gonna get their brain bashed in like you'll just lay There's on the a couch. lot of running in that game a lot of running you don't have to follow a lot of motion with your eyes. It's just going to be four yards in a cloud of dust. Drink your Bloody Mary, eat your McDonald's, and feel great about the world. Let's pick some college football games. Yeah, there you go. Let's get it started then with this. But wait, seriously, no one fucking text me this weekend. Just no one. If you are listening to this and have my number, leave me alone. So okay, you you pretty much want to do what I've been doing for the last almost two weeks. Like, say as two a, years. As a teacher, <laughs> I haven't had to work. My school districts that I worked for... They let us have two weeks off for Christmas, which kind of sucks at the end of the year. Uh, but I hibernate, and that's what I call it. Yeah. Over these two weeks, I try to limit my communication with people in person. I don't care if you text me or I actually, I think I was more active on Twitter than I usually am. But I don't like to see people, and I just want to watch football. And that's what we get this weekend. I live with too many people for that. But let's watch some football. Uh, let's start with this one, Mello. Country Roads. Take me home to the place I belong. <laughs> it feels so good to sing that goddamn song again. Even though they're going to get their asses kicked they by They are, because Will Greer's not playing, so Syracuse is going to put a <laughs> serious beat down on these guys. Uh, it, it is sad, but... Sorry, Tomcat. The Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl. Oh, Plug-in sponsors that don't even sponsor the podcast. Is that still in Nashville? It is. This is uh, Friday at 4.15 Central Time. Uh, no, it's in Orlando. The Music City Bowl is in Orlando? How does... What? Why is it in Orlando? <laughs> Why isn't that some Disney Bowl? Because ESPN makes their... It's ridiculous. Okay, it's the Camping World Bowl. My bad. They list the name of the bowl under the teams playing on ESPN. Oh, okay. Get your shit together, guys. Good Lord. Okay, so it's the Camping World Bowl, my bad, which is in Orlando. I don't think West Virginia has a shot without Will Greer. Basically, that's what it comes down to. Like, I mean, we'll see. What, I think their other quarterbacks, Jack Allison, the uh, Miami transfer, we'll see what he can do. Maybe an early look on whether or not they need a quarterback for next year. Maybe they do have theirs already. Yeah. But just that uncertainty, you're making me pick here. I'm going to go with Syracuse. I think that they showed some, some pretty good progress this year, and they do have a pretty decent quarterback. So I think that they can beat West Virginia down in Orlando. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not just Will Greer. Our guy, Yannick Just is also missing uh, the game. I think he has a, a, a... He's just skipping. Gary Jennings, one of the wide receivers, has an ankle injury. He's going to miss it. So, when I, when I look, it's like, man, Syracuse has been very tough this year, and they have some guys. Uh, Alton Robinson, one of their best defensive players, is not making the trip due to personal reasons, air quotes. Uh, so, defensively, they're going to be a little shorthanded, but I, I just think they're too physical offensively. We've seen them play much better this year than expected. That's how they ended up 9-3. and three. So, I'm with you. I, I got to take Syracuse in this one. Okay, next up, let's go with Washington State versus Iowa State. I'm not even looking to see where these bowl games are because I don't care. Well, because ESPN nice will just way. trick you. That's what they'll do. They'll trick you. You'll be like, well, I don't know. I don't know where this game is being played or who's playing it. So um, uh, this one, I think, is about the seniors, the guys that uh, it's the Alamo Bowl. Yeah. So, San Antonio. Which, is that San Antonio anymore? I don't I, know. Who knows? It's, they probably moved it to fucking Kansas City. Probably in Portland. <laughs> I do think that Washington State offensively is going to give Iowa State some trouble. I mean, obviously, Mike Leach's offense, they're going to throw the ball like crazy. We know how prolific they are. Gardner Minshew has had a fantastic year. 36 touchdowns to nine interceptions. Um, believe he's playing. I, I, I would assume so. I haven't heard anything. Different. I haven't either. That's what does suck about bowl games anymore. And I'm not going to hate on it. But I get why these guys are sitting out. But it also kind of sucks. Because I went to watch a game the other day. 
and I wanted to watch, a, I think it was a quarterback. I don't remember what game because there's been so many of them. And I was like, oh, fuck, he's not even playing. Yeah. Oh, it was Arizona State. It was a while ago. Yeah. I wanted to watch Nikhil Harry. And guess what? I didn't get to yeah. see Nikhil Harry. It is tough. And it's like, well, Kim Butler. Uh, wait. Probably not, he's not playing. I don't think. Yeah, probably not. But uh, I can't keep it. I can't keep track of. That is playing, making it tough. Playing. So I had Iowa State as my pick, but I am going to change that. I'm going to go with Washington State. I do think Minshew wants to put on a show, and his coach is just crazy enough to let him do it. So I think they do have enough to to outscore Iowa State. I think they'll be able to put up some points on that defense, even though they've been pretty good this year. Uh, Washington State just too much on offense. Yeah, and excuse me, Kim Butler has not made a decision on anything draft related so uh, he is playing in the bowl game but probably still, David Montgomery not too right I think Montgomery is yeah he's crazy enough that he's just going to play football until someone tells him not to anymore so um, yeah it, and it says actually four days ago there was a, an article of the Des Moines Register that said that David had not made a decision yet so I guess we'll we'll see what happens, but it doesn't matter either way. Washington State's just going to score too much. I mean, we've seen Iowa State in person this year. Uh, they, they, great team, like fun to watch, but they're not going to score enough to, to shut down Washington right. State. No, not here. How about old Michigan against Florida? Uh, two teams that, frankly, much better than I expected them to be this year. We've talked about it before. We did not think Michigan was going to be this good, but Shea Patterson uh, really developed throughout the year. Now there's obviously the news. He's coming back for his senior season uh, at Michigan. So this is going to be, I think, a game that you look to take the momentum and just carry it forward. Kron Higdon, one of my favorite backs in the country at running back there. And then they, we've said before, are so deep at receiver with Collins, uh, Peoples-Jones. They have Tariq Black. Tariq Black. They have very good tight ends as well. So I, I can't believe I'm going to do it, but i got to pick Michigan in this one because they are just – and yet, we last time we saw them, they got their ass whipped by Ohio State. But this is a very, very sound team that can really win in all three phases as long as they take care of the football. I think one thing you have to worry about with bowls is you can't have a team quit on you. And a lot of these guys, they don't go and take the bowl game seriously. It's just, uh, let me go get my free merchandise, and then, yeah, I'll play in the football game too. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that with a hardball team. I think he's going to have his guys ready to go. Maybe, yeah, they don't play very well against rivals, but I don't think that they're going to quit on him. They're not going to coast here, and they do have a lot of talent. And like you said, this is a good chance for them to build on next year, go into something next year with a good win. I'm picking Michigan as well. Yeah, I think also like the, the Peach Bowl is a big enough game that Harbaugh can sell that message. Like You remember last year Tom Herman trying to tell right. guys that. like yep. This is an extra month of practice. We're a young team. Let's take care – Take care of business. Oh, I'm having my voice there. Let's take care of business. Head into next year, like ready to kick ass. And it and it did help. I mean, well, they limped out against Maryland, but it helped after that. So I think that's where you have young wide receivers, off season by very young defense. Where yeah, get just keep it rolling to where you can get into the off season and and have a, a great summer. Uh, so yeah, I'm picking Michigan as well. Now let's get to the bowl game or the playoff games. My lord, there's a lot going on. The playoff games, playoffs. Clemson, Notre Dame, two versus three. And I just, I mean, I take so much shit for anything I'm ever wrong about. So I just want to remind people that Melo did not have Notre Dame in his preseason I top mean, 25. Did you have him in the top 10? No, I don't know. We no, should I probably didn't. revisit I, that. I, I, I don't know what Texas. show number that was, but I did not. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't have them in the top 25, and I'm still not convinced they're a very good football team. <laughs> still not convinced they're worth the top 25. I mean, they beat Michigan. Who else do they really beat? I don't know. It's been a long season. No one else has come to mind. Mm-mm. So Maybe. I'm saying Clemson is going to fucking kill these guys. It's going to be a blowout. We're going <laughs> to see Trevor Lawrence just have his best game of the year. I'm picking Clemson in a big margin. Like how big? 21. 21? Yeah. I don't even know what the spread is. I didn't look it up, but I think Clemson. The spread's 13. Oh, take that over. Take the Smash over. Smash the over. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could hook you up with my guy if you yeah. have some money on this. I really like this Clemson team. I think they're not talked about enough. Even if Dexter Lawrence doesn't play, like I don't, I don't care. I think they're good enough. On they're smart enough and doggone it, people like them <laughs> exactly. In offense and defense, they're just a very solid team. And if it weren't for Alabama, we would be talking about how special Clemson is this year. 
Well, you stole my thunder because I like this game too. It's in Arlington, so neutral site. Uh, not going to be an issue for either team there. Trevor Lawrence is one of the best-kept secrets in college football, but so is Travis Etienne. This dude yeah. has been amazing this year. T. Higgins, spoiler alert, probably going to be wide receiver one for the 2020 draft, and they're so loaded defensively. Cleveland Farrell is going to eat in this game. But Austin Bryant might not be a great draft prospect. He's a very good college player. Mm-hmm. Christian Wilkins, similar situation. And then you get into the back end where they have guys like one of my favorite players, Trayvon Mullen, at corner. They have speed at linebacker that can, I think, slow down what Ian Book and the, the very deep, stable running backs Notre Dame has are able to do. So I'm with you. I think Clemson wins this. I don't know. 21 seems a little aggressive. I would take the over. 13 just shows you that – Everybody in Vegas believes that this Clemson team is really fucking good, and they are. Oh, yeah, and their coach is great. I think he's probably the second-best coach in the nation behind Dabo's Dixon. your guy. I love Dabo and Clemson, obviously. That's why they're 21-point favorite I, by my I, book. I almost asked if I'm allowed to do something. It's my, it's my podcast. They do whatever I want. So I was in Charleston, South Carolina last week on vacation. I went to a spot called Hall's Chop House and met a guy uh, who runs it. His name's Billy Hall. He actually used to work for the Niners, so we hit it off as you would expect drank a lot of bourbon ate a lot of steak uh and they have a spot in clemson so he said hey if you guys big six football fan he said hey if you guys get on the tailgate tour next year come to clemson we have a box oh, yeah. we have a suite you guys can have it we'll take care of you like why are you just now telling me this <laughs> I, i've been busy <laughs> i haven't seen you a whole lot no i definitely want to hit up clemson for the tailgate tour i've never been to south carolina either i want to run down the fucking hill not really, because yeah, I those tear knees are rough. Everything in my lower body, but yeah. I, I would love to see them do it. Yeah, Charleston was great, by the way. Thanks for yeah, asking. Yeah, we gotta check out their schedule. Yeah, have to. All right, here's one, and I already told you who I'm picking Alabama, Oklahoma. Here's my additional analysis on this. It's going to be closer than people think because Alabama always struggles with quarterbacks like Kyler Murray. Always. Yeah, I actually agree with you completely too. I'm gonna pick. Alabama, but it pains me to say this. I think Oklahoma's the third best team in the nation right now. Yeah. I would they're better than Notre Dame. I think they would also beat Notre Dame by quite a bit. But they can score points on anyone. And I mean anyone. I think this will be a high scoring game. And I am not totally convinced that I would pick Alabama like nine times out of ten. The spread is fourteen. Does that change your mind? I would I would I would bet against that spread. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a close over game. under seventy seven and a half. Can you an That's Alabama good, game with an over under of seventy seven and a half? I mean, both teams really put up points this year. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot of points. It's in Miami, so mm-hmm. it's going to be beautiful weather. That's not going to be an issue. I think that the biggest question will be Kyler Murray missed some practice because he was sick. Tua obviously dealing with some kind of leg injury, ankle or knee, depending on who you believe. Marquise Brown, the the star wide receiver right. for Oklahoma, is banged up. So this game kind of comes down to some of the the things that we're waiting to see what will happen uh, Saturday morning when we find out who's going to be healthy, who's going to be ready to go. But this game is a night game in Miami. It's going to be it's going to be insane. That crowd at Hard Rock is going to be pumped. It, it should be because. Bama fans will travel, and so will the Oklahoma fans. Yeah. They're all over the world. So it should be a good game. I think it will be close, but I do think Alabama wins. Who do you think the best draft prospect in this game is? Uh, well, Quinn and Williams. Yeah. But I don't know. Oklahoma still – Oklahoma has a very good offensive line. It'll be nice yeah. to see that offensive line against Alabama's defensive line, who is always stacked. Right. So getting a good look there would be a nice little preview of things to come in the draft. Uh, also, the secondary, if you know Trayvon Mullen trying to go up against probably at least C.D. Lamb, and then if Marquise Brown, I don't know if he is going to play or not, but it'll be a good look at, at that matchup on the outside, too. Yeah, and I mean, Dylan Moses is only a sophomore. He's going to be a fun one for 2020. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite players, hopefully we could see him, is Terrell Lewis, who was on like the basically IR. They don't do it in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The edge rusher. Number, He's a guy I keep forgetting about number because 24. of that, too. Yeah. Hopefully, if, if we get to see him play, I loved his game when he was healthy, and they speak very, very highly of him as a prospect. So there's... We could run down the list of prospects to watch in these four games, two games between these four teams, but it would take the whole show. If I mean, just look at Clemson and Alabama right there. And you know, Notre Dame, they've got a lot of talent on that defense as well. Yeah, I bet Alabama has 17 players that we have to scout. For this year. Yeah, for just this year. I, so would, I would agree. Alabama, Clemson, no surprises. It's going to be one versus two in the championship game. Again, this year is what we're predicting.
as we sit here, you're listening to this most likely December 28th, maybe the 29th, maybe you procrastinated and it's the 30th, but it's New Year's resolution times. We have ours. You hopefully have yours. I've read some stuff on Facebook that makes me think some people are a little ambitious. Good God, but, yeah. P- quit oof, posting like your oof. memes and your feel-good right. stories. Right. It's not going to happen. You're, yeah. We're all going to lose Just because weight. you made a Facebook status doesn't mean you're going to mm-hmm. do it. You know what would be cool? If they had something where like, it was a bet and like, here's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to put $200 in this pot. And if I keep it. I get that back. And if I don't, yeah, you, can you get it. And it, but everyone, everyone's New Year's resolution goes into a pot. You could like be a millionaire if you just kept your resolution. Because so many people don't. Oh, yeah. I The dumb fucking ideas I, I have over I did show. keep mine last year. What was your New Year's resolution? <laughs> to take this show more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Stick Football from a year ago if you don't know I what did. I was talking I, about. I do think... Things have definitely changed before. It was yeah. just kind of a hobby, and we were really, like, not to toot my own horn, but I've been working my ass off on this show for the last year. And I agree. I think it's paid off for me, for the show, and for our listeners as well. Well, we appreciate that. <laughs> I did not... I don't think I had one last year. It was probably to do something like have more fun. I'm not a resolution guy. Like, but no, I actually remember you and Dead Dan having that conversation about, like, uh-huh. hey... We got to start taking this more seriously if we want it to ever become something. And I mean, we did. Yeah. So, congratulations for one of you. And mainly, that was him, not yeah. me. But it <laughs> right. worked out more so for me. Than the than dead. Him. So, uh, we're going to enlist our top five resolutions for college football things that we would like to see the NCAA change or teams change or whatever. Uh, if you're new to the show, we flip a coin and we draft these suckers. Ooh, I like this one. We have a Wyoming quarter, good old 2007. It's got the Bronking Buck on the back, it's got George Washington on the front. And I always call Tales, Tales Never Fails. And I I will now flip Until the coin. Now, it fails. Dropped it. Cheated. And it was tails. <laughs> I didn't sure. Cheat. I just dropped it. I tried to catch it left-handed. So I get to go first. My number one resolution, the biggest thing I want college football to change, I don't need you to lose weight. I love you the way you are. I need you to eliminate this stupid fucking penalty anytime someone taunts someone. We are grown it's men. Mad. We're grown men. You're a, you're an athlete at one of the highest possible levels. If I turn around and give you the deuces when I'm about to score, don't throw a flag. If even like, I think you do be, the horns down, I don't care. Right, I don't either. Uh, I think it'd be different if you were like, you know, I was gonna say standing over a person talking trash, but I'm even down care. for that. Like I don't give a shit as long as you're like not flipping people off. I don't even know. I don't care really... about that. Yeah. I remember being a kid and they uh, made it illegal where you couldn't do the throat slash anymore. Uh-huh. Because like, that was a big thing back then. You couldn't do the throat slash. I don't even know if I care about that one. And I people don't be like, What about the kids? I have a five-year-old. We watch football together. Yeah. I don't care. I don't, it doesn't always mean like, oh, I'm going to kill you. It's like, you know, you didn't get it done or whatever. Like if it's you not can't, vulgar. If you can't hit a man going over the middle and do the Friday, you got knocked the fuck out. Like if you can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to. Pl- I don't want to watch. I mean, if it's, it should only be a penalty if there's an injury. But then we but you get don't into even like always a, know. Yeah, people are How already about just flopping it's not a penalty. and faking injury. All right, I'm down with it. So thank you. Uh, well, I'm up, so I'm going to go with what I thought was the obvious one. College football needs to change the playoff. They've rumored it going to eight teams, four teams. Uh, it was great progress when it happened. Let's not keep this thing around though. We need to keep progressing. We need eight teams. This year was a great example of it. Got to change it. We need more than four. And there's just no reason that it would not work out. People on Twitter have figured it out. We've figured it out. NCAA, you got to catch up. We got to change the college football playoff. We've said it so many times that uh, like there's nothing left to, de- left to defend as far as the argument goes. Just make it happen. Yep. There it is. Number two for me, and I know that there are so many just old school rules prohibiting this, but... I want juniors to play in the Senior Bowl. If you declare for the draft, you should be able to play in the Senior Bowl. And it all goes back to this idea that NFL scouts have like a handshake agreement that they will not watch underclassmen, which, yeah, fucking right. Right. So they can't invite those players to the Senior Bowl until they've declared for the draft and given up their eligibility, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Let's move past it. Let's just be honest. You got 117 underclassmen declaring a year. Yeah. They need a chance to improve their stock and showcase their skills. Let's figure this out. I know when Phil Savage was running the Senior Bowl, this was something he and I had had a long conversation one day about of like how can how come this happen? And he actually got it expanded where juniors with a degree can now be invited. Hopefully our guy Jim Nagy gets it expanded even a little bit more because it's bullshit that 
if Ed Oliver and Nick Bosa mm-hmm. wanted to improve their draft stock and show they're healthy and just play a little football, they can't do it. Especially a guy like Ed Oliver, who at one point was like the number one guy in this class. And now he's kind of slipping. If he had that week at the Senior Bowl to come prove himself, it would it would be huge for him. But he, he can't because for whatever reasons, you have to be a senior or a graduate guy. So I agree with you. I love that one. Um, I'm up. I'm going to kind of go with the same thing here. You want juniors in the senior bowl. I'm going to say that you should be able to apply to get into the draft early. Guys like Ed Oliver, Nick Bosa, we didn't need to see them for their junior year. They should have been able to apply to get into the draft after their sophomore year. Instead of coming for a third year, and I'm not saying it's open for freshmen. I don't want to see Trevor Lawrence in this draft class. Right. But they're just certain guys, Jake Fromm even, they should be able to apply, and the NFL should be able to say, yeah, you can go ahead. You're ready physically. You're ready mentally. We will let you enter the draft. Maurice Claret tried to do it a long time ago. Some guys are ready. Some guys should get declined and sent back to school for another year. Uh, I'm not saying every sophomore who's you know, a Mac All-American should be able to <laughs> right. jump early, but if there are certain guys out there that you just know they're ready for the NFL— Oliver Bosa, like if Chase Young wanted to go ahead, yeah, he's cool. Let's do it. Ready. Like two hundred and sixty-five pounds already. We don't need. But to only see you as, as a junior. sophomore, like you have to play two years. Yeah, so you can't you can't do the Adrian Peterson right out of high school shit. Two years wanted. and then apply. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, not just a it makes free my for job all. harder. Yes, it would, but I <laughs> like, think it's quite for a bit harder. Certain cases, you don't need three years of school. We've seen what we need to see out of you. You're ready. You are ready. I like that. So mine is similar to this. And I hope that you can, everyone can follow all this shit we're just throwing at you right now. Number three rule for me, players are allowed to transfer one time with no penalty and play right away. Yeah. One time. Like, like don't do this Blake Barnett shit or Blake Bennett shit where he's like, he's now played for four teams. Right. You could do it once and play right away. And then after that, if you still want to transfer, then yeah, you got to sit out. And if you've already done your transfer and you graduate, sorry. No graduate transfer. None? So there's some strategy. If you've not transferred once and you graduate, you can transfer. Yeah. One transfer. you can be on board with the one and done. Yep, that's it. You get get one chance. One mulligan. I do like that because just certain guys, they get into a situation, like Justin Fields even, like he should... Matt Castle. For one, he shouldn't have signed at Georgia. There you go. But he should be able to go somewhere where he can actually play. Like, come on. It's not the 1800s anymore when college football started let's change up some rules here guys yeah so that's mine one time and there would be so like you could fucking recruit even i don't care i think college will be so much more fun if they just had fun right yeah like just just just, don't get in the way a little progress every once in a while guys it it would be great just remember that this is the greatest sport in the world and have fun yeah, I'll stick with college football, too. We just saw the early signing day period, and I loved it. I was very excited for it, but it was very boring. You wake up, it and you're sucks. excited, and you're like, oh, let's see where my guys are signing. You know almost all of them already. So I wish that they would change up signing day, not as an NCAA thing, but as like an actual production. They need to make it more like the draft. ESPN should be able to come to these like high school players and That'd say, amazing. you know what? We know where you're signing. The school knows where you're signing, but let's go ahead and keep that private. And then we'll do a big reveal on signing day. Just that little handshake agreement. Agree. Let the NCAA, let these guys fly them up to New York or Bristol and make a show of it. And then you can say, all right, at 9.05, the Missouri Tigers are going to announce their number one player. At 9-10, the Texas Longhorns will announce their number one player. And people don't know until signing day. Yeah, Make it an actual event. Because right now, it's just kind of boring. Like, these kids already commit when they're juniors. Right. I do, like, I've told this story before on the radio, but, like, early BR, uh, we kind of did that. You know, like, we made these commitment videos a huge deal for kids. And I thought it was cool. Like, because here's the deal. You only get to, you decide when you're 18 years old where you want to play college football. You don't get to decide where you're going to play football again for at least eight years. Yeah. That's assuming you get drafted and then you have a four-year contract in the NFL. Eight fucking years where someone's telling you where you have to play, man. Like, that's bullshit. So, yeah, I let's have more fun with it. So, uh, sticking with college football. Most of our resolutions are about recruiting and transferring. That's what I love most. So, you mentioned the signing day like the draft, right? 
So here's what I want. I want college football to embrace parity. In the NFL draft, if you are like the Niners, Jets, and Cardinals, you're the worst team in the NFL, guess what? You get the earliest picks. There's nothing like that in college football. And that you, you really can't be. You can't force the number one player to go right. to, you know, South Carolina State. What you can do is allow those bad teams more hours and visits in recruiting to help maybe, you know, open the door to parity. Yeah, or give them like an extra two scholarships or something. Right. Just help. It's so hard to build a program. And help that's why me it's, help you. it's very easy to find like good head coaches in college football, I think, because you see those guys that can build a program like Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Like yeah. you can already see that what he's doing and he knows how to do it so i'm i'm with you i'm all about parody too like could you imagine like uh i almost said baylor that's a horrible example but you know someone who's like uh iowa state you mentioned matt campbell if matt campbell had a couple more scholarships or didn't have the the you know limits on hours spent recruiting Mm -hmm. like if he could text as many players as he wants be like connor on hinge he'd be (laughs) just all day just (laughs) texting and swiping Ooh, there should be a recruiting app like Tinder. There should be a, like a recruiting app. Nope, nope, yep. And then that's how you match up with recruits. Yeah, right. So I, yeah. If you both agree, then okay, yeah, then you can boom, talk to that one. Yeah. That, well, I'm going to steal that idea. That's going to be it, my next good. one. Uh, so we're going to make a dating app for recruiting. We just got to think of a catchy name for it. None of the other names yeah. make sense, though. Like Hinge. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I don't know. Tinder, open the door. Hinge that's like open something. Okay. What about Bumble? I don't know. What is Grinder? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I tell you. Not going there. Well, right. Didn't there uh, used to be? What was the? Wasn't there another one that was big first? eHarmony or <laughs> Match dot com? I don't know. Uh, that one makes sense, huh? We do need a name for this app. That's the iTunes review this week. Let us know the name of our recruiting dating app. Yeah. So trademark. Then- and then afterwards, you can just, you know, you can talk to that prospect. Until then, don't don't bother them. they got to match with you first. God, I love that. All right, you're up. Good we're job. We're so smart when it when we're just not thinking. That's it's like best. shower thoughts. <laughs> right. It's Reddit shower thoughts. It's for us, it's football thoughts. Okay, this one near and dear to my heart. If you're a longtime listener, you know how much this shit pisses me off. You are allowed three uniforms. That's it. One home, one away, one alternate. That's it. Stop. Just stop, Oregon. I watched a Temple game today, and I didn't know who they were. Like, oh, yeah, because they were black and gray today. What? Why? So at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to disagree with this. I would say maybe make it four. You get like two whites. You know, like a Madden colors. where you like, oh, what uniform do I want to wear? Mm-hmm. Like you get two, an alternate, yeah. and a throwback. I'm fine with that. Yeah, because like some of the schools, Oregon, it's it just gets out of hand, and you don't even know who's playing anymore. No. So I'm going to actually change my opinion here, and I agree with you. It's just it's getting difficult to even recognize who the hell is on the field. And, like, Oregon, I've hated on them a lot because for the longest time, even now currently, like, if you look at their uniforms, they're black and a little bit of green. Your fucking school colors are green and yellow. I know that, and I'm colorblind. Why are you getting away from your school colors? Just, yeah, fix it. I, I agree with you. Three and it's little, stupid three marketing. matches. Like, it's yeah. just dumb marketing. You want, as a brand, to be instantly recognizable. That's why the traditional powerhouses, they don't change it. Look Michigan. at Oklahoma, Texas, Michigan, Alabama. Even Michigan put a jumpman on their uniform and people almost rioted. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. I wasn't on board at first. <laughs> I wasn't either. They do make some pretty cool uniforms. At least it's not Adidas. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no offense. If you would like sponsor stick football, it's... <laughs> Matt at Stick to Football. <laughs> Truly not. This number. All now. right. Last football resolution here. It's getting into draft season. We're ramping it up. We've got the Senior Bowl, which is a great event. Obviously, we're going to be at draft picks, doing our live shows. But you can also get into practice. You can watch all this stuff. Uh, you can come enjoy it just like any other scout. You can get into the stadium. You can watch what they're doing. But the combine is different. You can get into Lucas Oil Stadium, but you can't watch any of the drills. You can see them on TV, and you can hear Rich Eisen whisper into his mic about how a guy ran a 40 time. But you can't actually get into the stadium and watch these guys work out. Not even, like, media members are allowed in there. we got to change that, too. Make this into another event. People want to watch football. Charge tickets. Let these people come in and watch. Maybe don't let them cheer. It's got to be a different kind of event. 
And also, let's reward these guys that do go work out at the combine. We've said it before, like there's not a whole lot of weight tied to combine workouts. But maybe if you gave a guy who does run the fastest 40, give him some money for that. The like, guy who does the like most your bench friends at Adidas do. Yeah, yeah, I know that they do for the 40 time, but let's do it for every event. The guy who does the the wide receiver with the best three-cone drill, he gets some money. The linebacker with the best three-cone drill. For each position group, for each workout, let's give them even more incentive to get there and give themselves some money. I like it. I think it's a great idea. Like, if you run the fastest 40, $100,000 or Yeah, not or just, oh, if you or... break the record, right. you get an island or whatever it was. Just the guy who does it the fastest that year. <laughs> Forgot to give away an island one year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea. And it adds to it. Like, anyone who even just, like, bets a little or plays fantasy football knows, it makes it more exciting when there's something riding on the game or the contest. So it's like when we have stupid bets about, like, how many games will the Chiefs win or how many beers can Melo drink while recording. Like, we do things like that. Like, it makes it more fun. It makes everyone more invested. So... I think this is a great way to make the combine a little more watchable for the rest of us. It's draft on draft time, and you probably heard me open my beer in the last segment. Yep. So Oops. unless my lovely girlfriend wants to give me another one, got a little there it is ahead of ourselves. Sure did. Like to do that. Popped a little too early on that one, but we have some good questions for you guys. Kevin Peter ninety seven, predict who you think will rise from a big combine performance. I have one who's like a a top prospect. And then I can come up with one who's not. Because I know a lot of people are like, they want us to talk about guys who are going to be drafted in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, potentially, which can be hard this time of year to like go that in depth because I yeah, feel like yeah. we do lose some people. As a top ranked player or top ish tank rank it, <laughs> Rashawn Gary, that's what I was trying to say. All that was to get to Rashawn Gary. I think he's going to blow up at the combine. I think he could too because so many people are hating on his production right now and honestly like no one gives a shit about your production a lot of that scheme based yeah. uh, he could be a guy that was just supposed to eat up blockers so Devin Bush could go make tackles which is what happened yeah. so you're right I think Rashawn Gary could definitely make a, a big impact and a name for himself he is an athlete we just haven't really got to, the chance to see it. Yeah. So he can come show that he is on, you know, on par with guys. The, like note, the notes I have on this dude, I don't. This is unreal. He's six five, two eighty seven. He ran the forty according to Michigan at four five seven. No way. <laughs> like if that's if that's real, which they're usually take it with a grain of salt. But if he can get even into four six four seven, that's an amazing. He also broad jump ten four. Yeah, so if he can do this shit, then yeah, you're do you definitely know how explosive right. a human being has to be to broad jump ten four at two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, and I mean, really, probably more like two ninety. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Those are ridiculous yeah. numbers. If he does anything close to that, he will skyrocket, probably <laughs> up into the top five. Yeah. I would say like receivers, the combine drills. Yeah, not a lot of it's like real football drills. I think unless you're looking at receivers, there's a lot of stuff that has to do with route running. You want to see their 40 time. So I'm just going to die on that hill of Nikhil Harry. I think he's going to be the top receiver in this class. And I think we're going to be able to see that athleticism. This might be your Alshon Jeffrey moment for me. You know, like that was my big coming out as a big boy draft analyst was I had Alshon Jeffrey as a top 10 player, my number one receiver in that class. He went in the second round and immediately became a very good player. Yeah. This could be your moment. They're kind of similar. <laughs> kind of hard. Really, I mean, other than I think Nikhil Harry is more explosive after the catch. Yeah. I, and I don't know what his 40 time is going to be, but if he can... Four, five, six? I think if he can run in the four fives, if yeah. he goes under that, then I think he's a top 15 player. So my late round guy I'll throw in here, here's a flashback for you. Jalen Hurd. Remember him? Played running back at Tennessee. He's the guy who kept oh, Alvin yes, Kamara on the, the sideline. Baylor receiver. Now he's a Baylor receiver. He's like he's actually lost some weight. He's 6'4", 223, but he's expected to run in the low 4'4s. Four he's a great athlete. Yeah. I think a lot of what he needs to do at the Combine is the stuff we will never see. It's going to be that interview process. Yeah. The why did you leave Tennessee? Because he didn't even wait till the season was over. He was just like, deuces, yeah, no taunting penalty, I'm out of here. So he is going to have to answer to that. And I think that's a reason uh, why we don't hear his name a lot on any draft boards right now. So because teams want an answer to that question before they're going to really take him seriously. That's actually one of my favorite questions. Because like that's one thing that we don't get to talk about a lot of late round guys. Because we're so caught up in the early round guys. So uh, honorable mention, Jalen Moore from App State. 
I like him a lot. He's a running back. We'll see him at the Senior Bowl. He's like 5'10", 205. He's not very big, but he's like 4'3", 5' fast probably. I don't have any like late-round guys right now. I want to say Gary Johnson from Texas. but He's going to run very well. People will just no. call me biased. He'll run exceptionally well. He's yeah, I think fast. He's, a, he's a great athlete that I've got to watch him play like 12 times. Yeah. So, yeah, and I like what he can do. Yeah. All right, next question is from Max Owens 42 Who are your early favorites for the 2020 class? Got all of them? Yeah. It's going to be so it, loaded. Everybody. T. Higgins, I think, is an early favorite of mine. I really yeah. like what he can do at receiver. Obviously, from... I've had people ask me, like, why do you and Melo like from? He looks like a game manager. Like, you all said the same thing about Jared Goff. Yeah, I, I that offense is not like an NFL offense that he's running. Right. On. It's a lot of power run. I mean, they probably had two running backs go for 1,000 yards this year. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I know they did last year. So he hasn't really been able to open up and throw a whole lot. Kind of like Andrew Luck at Stanford. I don't know why they didn't throw the ball more, yeah. but they didn't. But when he does throw it, you can see that... When you have Toby Gerhardt, Mello. Yeah, you just turn turn around hand that ball yeah, off. He'll throw the ball. Win some games. But he can throw to every level of the field. He can get the ball to the outside hash. He's just He's shown what he can do. He's just not doing it 45 times a game like some of these other quarterbacks. Yeah, actually, as we're recording, Thursday night, sitting here, BRF, just said that Dexter Lawrence will not play in the semifinal. Uh, their B sample tests were also positive. So they tested, failed, and they said, oh, well, it's diluted. Yeah, so test we'll, just, we'll try again. Nope. 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 <laughs> uh, don't smoke. No, just, just don't get caught. That's stupid. Uh, early favorites 2020 class. I like Jake Fromm a lot. I really like T. Higgins uh, as well. I like DeAndre Swift at Georgia quite a bit. I like Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin. He's got some fumble issues that are going to have to get picked up. But Travis Etienne at Clemson's Chase a great Young, player. If you want Chase to talk defensive guys. Defense can be good. Uh, our guy Levante Taylor actually announced he's going back to Florida State. Nice. He'll be a fun one to watch. Delpit. Grant Delpit. Yeah. Yeah, man, Grant Delpit. <laughs> next so year's class talent. is so good. And like every position, except for defensive line, I think all of them are coming out this year. But then even I just threw out Chase Young, and he's going to yeah, be Yeah, I don't know how good the, the interior D-line and the uh, offensive tackle group will be. Uh, tackle, we'll see if Trey Adams you know, can get back to being what we thought he could be. But uh, has, Trey Smith at Tennessee would be has another Cleveland one. Has Cleveland actually declared for the draft? He's a senior. He's, isn't he a junior? I think he's a senior. I think he has one more year of eligibility. Uh, I don't know, but I know Dexter Lawrence does. Dexter Lawrence definitely has another year. Yeah. With his he's out suspension, now. he's probably going I think to the NFL. A, I thought Farrell was a senior. I thought he was a junior, but I don't know. But I don't think he's declared. Maybe that's why, because I'm wrong. Yeah. I like Jerry senior. Judy a lot. Yeah, another receiver. My Your boy. guy from Colorado. Chanel. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. think of his... You can't Chanel. say his first name. That's why. <laughs> yeah, he's a... He's kind of a sleeper guy. That's, that's going to be a very deep receiver class. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these dudes do go back to school. Yeah. Oh, damn, it's going to be a fun year. Donnie Richards. Mellow. Hope to find you doing well this evening. <laughs> Just chilling. I have two questions for you. Number one, I'm a Skins fan, and I was really happy about how the season was going until we got destroyed by injuries. If the Skins lose out like they should, what direction do you see them going early in the draft? I was thinking someone maybe to replace Preston Smith or best available O-line. Number two, I'm a social studies teacher in year two, and I was just curious as to how you would describe yourself as a teacher and any advice for me. So I was really confused why this question was addressed to you at first. It's like, are you like a red skin? Like, is there something I don't know? This was to my DMs, and I just copied okay. and pasted okay. them over. I what happened, but... Uh, it makes a well, lot more sense now. Uh, question number zero. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, number one, I think that the Redskins need to address the quarterback situation. I loved Alex Smith. I was a huge supporter of him. We don't know if he's ever going to play football again. He was already old. They need to probably think about what are we going to do if Alex Smith can't play next year? What are we going to do if Alex Smith can't ever play again? They're in a position right now where they might be able to get quarterback one outside of the top ten. I think some other teams will maybe try to trade up, but if they can stay there and somehow Haskins falls into their lap, I think they got to pull the trigger. I agree. Da I would keep an eye on Daniel Jones there too. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, he's just a big, tall, white guy." But well, he's I watched a him Thursday, and he is—he's got a lot of talent, and he is—he has no help around him. It reminds me a lot of watching Josh Allen. A lot of talent. A lot of guys dropping some balls that should be caught. Except he throws the ball with more touch. I don't, they're not the same no, player. Uh, 
I don't want to say it. Never mind. Carson Wentz. It's smaller, probably. I think he's bigger. You think so? I think so. Maybe I, I in my mind, and I could be totally wrong, I think Carson Wentz is like 6'5", 240. Is I, that wrong? I don't think he's that tall. I've All stood right. next to him, and I don't remember him. Yeah, you're right. He's 6'5". Okay, yeah. See, he's a big old Maybe boy. Maybe I've gotten taller. Maybe. Did you have your boots on that day? Probably. <laughs> or my heels. <laughs> Daniel Jones is 6'5", 220. Okay, so he just doesn't look that big on the television. Yeah. Which you, is another reason why you the watching Senior Bowl is so TV great. TV with your boots? <laughs> <laughs> well, at the Senior Bowl, we'll be able to get, hopefully, if it yeah. goes, we'll be able to get that, you know, size numbers. They go yeah. to their way in. We'll get the official stuff there. Yeah. So how would you describe yourself as a teacher? Oh, God. Um as a teacher, whew, uh, pretty laid back. Pretty, I don't think I don't take things too seriously. Uh, but also, I have like a very thin line of like, once you cross that, you did. I'm gonna wreck your fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> like we can goof off, we can have fun. As soon as you cross my line, you're fucking done. I would describe you as a person that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But in my classroom, it's. My main goal is I want to build relationships with the students. It's kind of like coaching. I'm a student's teacher, kind of like a player's coach. I get the best and the most out of my students because I'm able to build relationships with them. Am I the best teacher in the state of Missouri? Fuck no. Uh, But I do think that I do a great job of getting the best out of my students because I have a relationship with each and every one of them. I will know every student's name by the first two days of school. By the first week of school, I'll already have something that we have in common that we both enjoy. I'm great at building relationships. I suck at lesson plans, uh, but I can get the most out of my students because it's all about relationships. And is that like with football? Like, if you love your coach, you want to go to practice, and you're going to give your most to that coach. Right? Yeah. Like they're you don't want to let that coach. Yeah. Like they're upset. They want to perform well for me as a teacher, and I don't know. I guess that's just kind of the way my classroom works. That's kind of coach I am. We should co-write a book about this. I really think so because I like I f- feels like I'm I mean I taught for a semester when old Ron Dickens got sick but <laughs> it feels like this is something that people need to know like I mean it would be helpful well and I or let's let, let's teach seminars well, we're, yeah. we're talkers not writers it is just a totally different thing because there are some teachers that I work with and it, honest God's truth it seems like they hate their students and they hate their job but they do a very good job of like coming up with creative lessons and and I don't know they're very good in the classroom it seems like their students hate them. Me, I wouldn't say I'm the opposite necessarily, but uh, I do a great job of being with the students and working with the students. They do a good job with all the lessons and that other stuff. So it's kind of just what type of personality do you have? And that's that's mine. All right. Uh, one more draft on drafts, and then I want to rapid fire a couple would-you-rathers at you. <laughs> Jode Bissot. Nailed it. Do you think Vince Young was ahead of his time in the NFL or could have been a star if he was on, say, an Andy Reid coach team? Fun fact, he was actually in Philadelphia. I think he was to an extent, but I also I love Vince. He knows this. Uh, It all goes back somewhat, I think, the blame has to be placed on him as well about he didn't know how to be a professional. He left Texas as a redshirt sophomore uh, and really had been coddled in, in that situation. The, there's a famous story about him walking into Mac Brown's office and they're trying to figure out what to do with the offense. And he said, why don't you just let me play football? Right. There weren't a whole lot of reads being made on the field. Was that defensive lineman? Right. Just, it. yeah, speed option. And so I think that some of it goes back to when you have that much success in college, you feel like you know better. Uh, and then you end up working under Norm Chow, who was the offensive coordinator of the team you beat in the Rose Bowl National Championship game. So I, I think some of it does go back to Vince not being mature enough to handle this situation. I do too, but I, I do think that he would fit in better in today's NFL. They're much more open to these mobile quarterbacks and it it does go back to situation and i don't want to blame it all on jeff fisher because you're right a lot of that does go back to vince young i think he was kind of set up to fail in nashville he was trying so hard to be steve mcnair yeah and i think he was maybe running in with some of the same crowds of people as steve mcnair and he wasn't ready for it he was probably immature if he would have went to a different team with um 
an actual NFL offensive coordinator with some veteran leaders, then yeah, he we could be talking about a Patrick Mahomes type guy, but that just didn't happen. And a lot of that does go on Vince Young. A lot of it does go on Jeff Fisher and the whole Titans organization too. All right. Couple would you rather's all from Michael Schultz. He sent three, okay? Quickly, rapid fire. Would you rather have a dominant running back or a dominant wide receiver? I need a bell. Ding. Receiver. Receiver as well. So would you rather have Antonio Brown or Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, you saw where the Steelers went. (laughs) Antonio Brown every day. Uh, All right. Would you rather be Cam Newton, everyone loves you, or Aaron Rodgers, everyone hates you? That's a tough one, though. I would say Cam Newton. I I don't know if that's, like, the best example. Right. Uh I don't know. Aaron Rodgers doesn't even have a relationship with like his own family. I could never do that. Right. I couldn't like I'm good with people hating me, but I can't I couldn't handle my family not. Right. Like those me. are kind of that's an extreme level of hatred, I think. Yeah. So I'll take Cam Newton though. I would too. I like I like when people like me. <laughs> I like to be liked. I like to be like. Would you rather be an MVP level for five years or Pro Bowl level for fifteen? Uh, I'm going to say Pro Bowl level for 15. Me too. Like, That's uh, a Hall of Famer. Frank Gore. <laughs> right? Man, yeah. I was thinking Jason Witten. I got a lot of hate because on one of our last episodes, I, I questioned you did. his Hall of Fame status. Number four all-time rushing yards. Yeah, I know. He's just still like, you know, Cam Jordan. Like, oh, has he ever been one of the top in his, like his argument with Ben Roethlisberger? He's yeah. never been like a top five running back. It's like the week to hate on Big Ben. Do you see the thing that D'Angelo Hall like came out where they were in the green room together and Hall got drafted and he looked at Big Ben and was like, guess you're the last one here. Oh, I, ben needs to call him and be like, I'm still in the NFL. Yeah, hi. hi. I, I have some Super my game on Sunday? Yeah. He does get a lot of hate and I think he is a very good quarterback. I do think Big Ben is for sure a Hall of Famer. Oh, without a doubt. Like first ballot. Over Eli. Two Super Bowls has been very good. I, I don't know if he's been a top five quarterback of his era, but he's been a top 10. Yeah, he's probably in the like seven because it's like right now Brady Breeze, Rogers, Rogers. I think Manning is still in the same era. Peyton, not Eli. Right, yeah. yeah. And then you do have to, Philip Rivers. Yeah. Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning would maybe be in that same tier. I don't put Romo in there. No, he didn't. No. He's not even We're a good probably announcer. forgetting someone obvious. I know. Like I'm Russell my Wilson. Brain over here. You mean Russell Westbrook? The yeah, they're both point. They're both point guards. <laughs> Just different different teams. All right, uh, let us know what you guys think. That's our show. We will be back Monday morning with some mock drafts. Also, uh, previewing more college football games. There's some big ones that are happening Tuesday, so we'll definitely be diving deep on those. Uh, for Mello, this is Matt. We'll talk to y'all Monday morning.